0: Andrew Hornby was CEO of HBOS, one of the largest financial institutions in Europe, when interrogated by Anger on the 20th of February 2009 while the world was suffering the aftermath of the worst financial crisis since the Great Depression. The room was a grand one and full of adrenaline and journalists. A 14-member cross-party Treasury Select Committee were questioning four astoundingly well-paid British bankers. In addition to their interrogation of Hornby, the Inquisitorial Committee were interviewing Sir Fred Goodwin and Sir Tom MacKillop, former Chief Executive and Chairman of Royal Bank of Scotland, respectively, and Lord Stevenson of Coddenham, its former Chairman. Andy Hornby, without mentioning that his primary degree was in English literature, went on, I have an MBA from Harvard Business School while I specialised in all the finance courses, including financial services. The fact of the matter was that none of these four senior bankers had any formal banking qualifications. In a £28 billion merger in 2001, Halifax and Bank of Scotland became HBOS, then the fifth largest bank in the UK. In February 2005, the Guardian newspaper ran a headline, Bank Managers Getting Younger When Andy Hornby Became Chief Operating Officer of the merged HBOS. A year later, at the age of 39, Hornby succeeded James Crosby as HBOS's CEO. He embarked on a forceful campaign to increase the bank's stature relative to four other industry giants, Lloyd's TSB, Royal Bank of Scotland, HSBC and Barclays. Hornby's expansion strategy proved catastrophic. Instead of focusing on sound long-term business goals, Hornby pushed the bank to aggressively pursue riskier loans to maximise short-term profits. This led to a £213 billion gap between loans and deposits. In 2008, the United Kingdom's national economy at risk, taxpayers extended to Lloyds and HBOS a £20 billion bailout. The UK's National Audit Office, the watchdog of public spending, estimated that about £1.2 trillion was eventually paid out by British taxpayers after colossal mistakes were made by these and other bankers. At that time, the working population of Great Britain was approximately 30 million people. If you do the arithmetic, that comes to a cost of £40,000 per person, or around $54,000 per person. The average annual wage in Great Britain then was close to £20,000 per annum. Citigroup Inc. is another of the world's largest banks. It too nearly collapsed in 1991. Between the late 1950s and early 1980s, the bank had been led by two experienced commercial bankers. George S. Moore followed by Walter B. Wriston. But in 1984, John Reed, a non-banking general manager, was appointed chairman and CEO. He wasn't shy about his lack of expertise. Indeed, he proudly declared that he was not a banker. Like Hornby, Reed had management degrees, but from MIT. In 1991, for the first time in its history, the bank failed to pay annual dividends and the company lost around a billion dollars. To get out of the hole, thousands lost their jobs, and savage cost-cutting ensued. Reid was sacked in 2000, but rather than learn from their mistake, the board hired two similar men, one a corporate lawyer, Charles Prince III, and the other an economist, Robert Rubin. In the 2008 financial crisis, the bank almost collapsed for a second time. Like HBOS, Citigroup was bailed out by the government, which cost US taxpayers $517 billion. Prince was let go, but Rubin convinced them he should stay. Rubin earned $115 million in pay between 1999 and 2008. Andy Hornby had once been described as the whiz kid of British banking. Educated at Oxford University and finally Harvard, his early professional life was in the cement business of Blue Circle Industries, then on to supermarket chain Asda, where he became a managing director at the age of 30. After running grocery supermarkets, Hornby then moved to a top management job in a major bank with virtually no core business knowledge or experience in banking.